0: testing testing one two one two this is the let's do sports top five roundup with your host j j Rivera obviously we're here this is episode ten this is a The the end of an era, 10 weeks of consistently uploading, maybe a few times a little late, but consistently uploading a podcast. So we're going to get straight into it with our first story. We are going to talk about C.J. Stroud and how much how he shouldn't just be spoken about as a rookie of the year in the NFL this man should be an MVP consideration. Let's get straight to it. In the regular season, 62% completion percentage, 2,270 yards, 14 TDs to one interception. His last game, he threw 470 yards and five Touchdowns with a QBR or a passer rating of 147 point eight. We need to start talking about this man as an M N M excuse me MVP candidate. He had a few off games, we're not gonna lie. We'll talk about last like a week before, you know, the Panthers game, terrible showing by him, but every week. He bounces back from these games. Buccaneers, pretty good team, let's remind you. Pretty good team. Le- le- Baker Mayfield has made sure that this team is not, you know, just in the in the in the dumps. Let's see. Three and five. That that's a pretty good record for th- at this point of the season. Cause there's still uh at this point, what, nine games left? He's doing he's doing this against good to decent teams. He's not doing this against terrible teams. Look, he played the first game of the season 242 yards, no TD passes, no TD passes, but that's against the Ravens who are right now at least at least record-wise the best team in the National Football League. The Colts 384 yards, the Jaguars 280. The Steelers 306. Falcons 249. The last two weeks I can I can give it to you. Not he's not played the best. But this past week. That is probably the most complete game I've seen from a Texans quarterback. The, he's right now at this point, he reminds me of Deshaun Watson before that ACL tear in his rookie season. We have the Texans as bad as an organization they are. They know how to draft the QBs at least. Their t- last two QBs were borderline MVPs. Matt Schaub, for as bad as Matt Schaub was in his last season where he won two games, two games, was seen as a prominent quarterback when he was under, when he played under the Texans. The only guy that didn't was Derek Carr, but Derek Carr was in an expansion team. He had no no one blocking for him. He wasn't doing anything. He he was he was in a terrible situation. He was in a terrible situation. But if if it wasn't an expansion team, Derek Carr also becomes at least a an, a serviceable starting quarterback for that time. Because now I feel as though quarterbacks be, need to be like superstars per se. And back then, you could you could have like a serviceable quarterback. Like I think the last QB that was like a starter, like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is like a starter, not a superstar, but he's gonna make sure you win games. And Derek Carr could have been that, but you know, terrible situation starting. Back to C.J. Stroud though. Let let's. There's only there's only a few people like who who are playing like him look 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 The, the only other close one is uh lamar only lamar is is as close as him and lamar is you know has the option of running so teams are also prepared for his running so i don't know i feel as though you know some people say well, I like to say, I like to say that, uh, the best pick, the best QB in the draft fell right in the Texans, uh, hands, but you never know. Maybe Caleb comes back. You know, he's also not, we're talking about bad situations with Derek Carr. Um, you know, Caleb isn't in the best situation, but I think right now we need to start talking about CJ Stroud, not only as a rookie of the year, but as a, mvp caliber player if we can win more games that's that is true that is one argument i will i will you know stay back we are we are four and four it isn't terrible i think we need to make at least a wild card game for him to get a an mvp shout but that's me all right and the next story was a bit of a wholesome one I'm not gonna lie the NWSL the NWSL has recently signed a 240 million dollar TV deal with CBS ESPN Amazon Prime and Scripps which I'm not sure what I've heard of Scripps but I thought Scripps was like a political channel I'm not gonna lie so but with Scripps so for those of you who don't know NWSL, we are talking about the National Women's Soccer League. You hear that? National Women's Soccer League. This is an MLS deal. This is a National Women's Soccer League deal. This is a great deal. This, I mean, not just the deal itself. This is great for the growth of the sport. I love it when the sports grow. I've watched sports since I was a kid. I used to play soccer or football or i'm latino so football i used to play when i was a kid i really didn't play high school i played football and golf in high school but um growing up that was like the sport you play if you're latino you play soccer and um when i see the sport of soccer growing i'm all for it i was i watched the world cup uh i watched spain the win the women's world cup is the soccer the same level? No, we're not going to sit here and talk about that, though. The sport is growing, though, and hopefully we get into a position where we can start talking about the, the sport and the, the dramatics of it. Because it's not just the game that's played on the field, it's the storylines going into the game. Hopefully we can get into a place where we start getting those storylines, we start getting those dramatics, and we start getting moments that are are memorable because you know i i'll be honest i'm not gonna sit here and talk for everyone dramatic moments in women's soccer the last ones were i remember when japan won the world women no yeah when japan won the women's world cup and then the year when the u.s won it back and then obviously this year that the u.s didn't win it so i feel like the biggest moments are in you know, the, the, the world, uh, what am I trying to say? The international soccer in women's soccer. And I hope that now with, with a TV deal like this, you know, that's more money for the players. That's more money for the league. The more money the league makes, the more money the league will pay. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope this, this will make, you know, start making the women's game. It'll bring the best players into. You know, the league and we start getting like a major, a major, 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 uh, you know, uptick in, in the quality. Cause right now the talent is spread. That is one thing I have noticed. The talent is spread. You know, there's talent here in the US. I see there's talent in, um, Germany. I see there's talent in the UK, but it's not in one place. Like if we're being honest, the best football you are watching is probably, you know, the Premier League. The best football you're watching is either the Premier League or the Spanish League. And so it's split, but not as much. And in women's, I feel like it's very split. Like you have some of the best women's players playing in the UK. Some of them are playing in Germany. Some of them are playing here. So I just feel that with this TV deal, $240 Cable Partners, CBS, ESPN, Amazon Prime, Scripps. Okay. And let's see, let's see. Okay, so CBS will air, CBS Sports, let's be specific. CBS Sports will air at least 10 matches per season on CBS and the CBS Sports Network. And they will also stream uh, NWSL matches on paramount plus espn will air at least 15 okay on espn 2 and espn plus and we'll also have the rights to produce and air the NWASL playoffs and championship game amazon prime will air a bulk of the matches with 20 per season on on prime video and then script sports i don't know much about script sports i'll be honest uh, will air another bulk, will air at least 20 matches per season. Oh, on Ion Television. Okay. I know Ion Television. You wanna know why I know Ion Television? Ion Television also, uh, uh, airs WNBA, uh, content, WNBA games. So I do know, I do know scripts. I do know scripts. I'm not gonna lie now. Let's make sure it's what, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Ion Television, yeah. So, that's that's good. Ion Television is probably on more in more households than you think, for sure. Um it's not like it's not like a CBS like we or ESPN, but it is in a lot of, I I carry. I think if you have an antenna and that's crazy or what what is it called, a converter box. If you have a converter box, you have Ion Television. And I'm pretty sure if you have like basic cable it should come in, like, the basic cable channels. Because Ion Television really just airs, like, reruns of stuff. Probably they have, like, a, a few original series. I'm not sure. Last time I watched it was, like, in 2014. Because they had, like, a WWE show on there. It was, like, a wrestling show on there. So I haven't seen Ion in a minute. But I have seen... Well, actually, I have seen Ion. I, I saw it a few weeks ago because I watched the WNBA game. It was Lynx against the sparks i'm pretty sure one of those games but yeah so that's 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 great news for the sport and that's great news for the women um 240 million i don't see the length on here but 240 million and hopefully the next one is even more because right now the most valuable properties are live sports because they happen every year you know, life sports don't just get canceled like TV shows do. You know what I mean? So, life sports are, um, you know, a commodity. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Next story. Let me see right here. I have it written down. And it is... And Max Verstappen has won the 2023 Formula One Championship. This is good. This is a uh, we're we're watching. We're basically watching history right now. Um, first 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 driver to win. I think three or four since. No, it has to be four because this is fourth one in a row. So this is first driver to win four in a row since Vettel. That's crazy to me. That's absolutely that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. Let's see. Um I think I'm on races. Let's see, drivers, drivers, drivers. Yeah. Twenty-one. No, so it is three. It is three. Whoops, it is three. It is three. First one to win three in a row since uh Vettel, which is Insane. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I knew about F1. I used to play the, this is funny. I, I didn't really watch F1, but I used to play the video games of F1, like so much. So I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I'm not sure why, but I used to play the vid, the F1 video games. So I, I was terrible at them. If I play, if I play it now, I'm, I'm trash. I'm garbage. Um, but, um, Oh, I think my landlord is. I hope you guys can't hear that. Anyways, yeah, so he is the first uh one to win three in a row since uh Sebastian Vettel. And uh he won fifteen races. Fifteen races, second most in the sing like a single season in F1. And then I think it was, uh yeah, 22, 22 podiums out of 23 races, which means if you don't know podium, obviously, first, second, or third. He's been on the podium at least first, second, or third in 23 races. If I have the, uh, okay, I have this, uh, great, okay, the races right here. He only lost three races. He lost Singapore to Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. And then the other two he lost to Sergio Perez which is his teammate, so it's against someone who has his hardware, too, so he was outdriving Sergio Perez the whole season, minus, you know, the last two, he let him go, but, well, not the last two, but two of the last four, he let him go, but this lead, let me look, I wanted to see the, the, because this lead is insane, 524 Sergio Perez, his teammate, who runs in the same hardware. Like I'm keep, I keep saying he, he's in the same type of car. Every, um, I don't know how to explain this the best, but you know, there's teams like Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, things like that. And they'll usually have two cars, two cars. So those two cars are, are exactly the same. Engineered the exact same way, minus like maybe dimensions for the driver, but everything else is the exact same way. And uh, um, what's it called? You know, his his teammate is still two hundred and fifty eight, and he's at four five hundred and twenty four. That difference is insane. Lewis Hamilton two hundred and twenty six, and Lewis Hamilton is a legend in 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 F one as well. But Lewis Hamilton, two hundred and twenty-six; Fernando Alonso, one hundred ninety-eight; Lando Norris, one ninety-five. They're nowhere near. You know what I mean? They're they're just nowhere near. It's it's just it's insane how how good this guy is. Uh, like really, it it is insane how good this guy is. And you know now he has the 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 the, the record. And hopefully maybe we get four. Maybe we get four. I think four would be you know pretty insane to see um he's dominating it reminds me of when Lewis Hamilton or at least I don't watch like that but when I would hear or read about Lewis Hamilton dominating because I got in I got like like I said I got into the games I think when Sebastian Vettel was uh that guy and then you know, he fell off a little yeah, he fell off towards the end but um yeah yeah no so uh uh, great for Max Verstappen and uh F one is growing. F one is growing. I, I don't know if people realize this, but F one is actually growing. So um the the more, you know, things like legendary things like this happen, the more people are gonna watch. So I feel like F one used to only be watched by like older people and now it's like I watch it, a few of my friends watch it, so it's pretty cool. Um next story is a bit of a crazy one and a bit of a sad one. I uh, not sad but um it's just weird how how it got to this. But yeah, Louis Luis Diaz, Liverpool. He plays on Liverpool. Um his father was kidnapped by a Colombian guerrilla what's it? Not Let me read this out right cuz I wrote it down. A Colombian guerrilla group and they were called the National Liberation Army. And that's like the Spanish translation to English. I think their acronym is ELN. And yeah, so he was kidnapped on November 9th, 2023. And he was held for 13 days. He was released. Um, no, no, so he was, he was, I read it wrong. He was kidnapped on the 28th of October and he was released yesterday. Today's the 10th. He was released yesterday. And he was kidnapped in northern. Co- in Barranca. Barancas. Barancas, Colombia, which is like, I'm pretty sure in the north part of, Colo- of uh, Colombia. Um. They said they kidnapped him by mistake. I think that's a lie. And then. They said afterward that. It wasn't by mistake. It was to raise awareness of social issues. And economic problems in Colombia. While I do understand. That there are social issues. And economic problems in Colombia. To kidnap. A a famous soccer player's father. That just sounded like they were trying. To get some ransom in there. But. You never know. Um, let me see. Yeah, so uh he uh he wore he scored a goal. Luis Diaz scored a goal and wore a shirt. I'm gonna get it on I don't remember the quote. I think it was something like release my dad, like legitimately Luis Diaz papa yeah for uh, obviously like that's pretty obvious but papa is you know dad okay yeah and he had a no he said freedom for dad and for the shirt itself read in spanish libertad pa para libertad para oh god i haven't spoken spanish in a minute libertad para papa so no me papa i I think i'm struggling because there's no like it should it should it should say libertad para mi papa but it says libertad para papa anyways i'm not going to be the grammar police on that but um yeah that's a scary situation uh i hope he is actually in good health i hope nothing happens in the uh coming days or anything like that uh But yeah, that's a scary situation to even find yourself in, let alone your parent to be in. Um, and the reason I'm speaking about this is because it's Luis Diaz plays for Liverpool FC. So, you know, he is, he is, um, you know, obviously a soccer star, but yeah, I just, I can't believe that. That's, I just can't believe that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't believe like that happened. That's crazy. But, shot like hopefully you know he everything's well everything's good, and you know hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully the the he doesn't have any effects, any trauma or anything like that, because that that would be that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Um, and now my final my final final topic. Uh, it's it was it was one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh throughout these 10 weeks and that is the college football playoffs and how they're beginning to shape out i know this is more like an overview than like a single story apologies for that but um what's it called we're just gonna look at the records right quick i don't think i have a screen share on this but um yeah there's no way i can do that right now but um i'll just read them out and the records and then i'll just get like a quick analysis on it and see what i'm looking at right quick uh let's see georgia number one michigan and number two actually week 11 released on november 5th oh yeah yeah, yeah, okay yeah michigan number one no georgia number one nine and oh in the sec their last win against ole miss no, their next game is against Ole Miss, Michigan, Penn State. No, Michigan uh 9 and 0 Big 10. They have Penn State this week. Ohio 9 and 0 versus Michigan State. Florida 9 and 0 versus Miami. Washington has Utah, Pac 12, the death of the Pac 12. And I think that's it for the uh undefeated teams. Except well, we'll talk about those later, but right now we're in the the main the thick of it basically. We're in we're in the thick of the season right quick because every team right now is on a short leash because teams like Oregon, teams like Texas, they lost already, teams like Alabama, they lost already. But now we're at at a point where obviously some of these are gonna get pushed aside. But if you lose one more, that's done for those teams. But the issue is the teams that hadn't lost yet, because now, for example, you have a Georgia. Well, say a, a Michigan versus Penn State. You have a Michigan versus Penn State game, and then let's say Michigan loses to Penn State. Penn State is not a great team. Uh compared to what some of the years but they they're still eight and one I'm not trying to you know get down on uh Penn State but uh if they lose now it you can make the narrative well they didn't win their big games you know what I mean and how is that fair I don't know that's the college football tree but my prediction will be Georgia Michigan Ohio and Washington I think I think Florida loses one or two. There are three games left. I think he, lo- they, well, Florida State, the Knowles, not Florida. Uh, I think Florida State loses one or two. I truly believe that. I truly believe. Let, let's see their upcoming schedule. I want to see their schedule. Oh, it's not showing me their schedule. It's just, it's just lots of, uh, articles. Sadly. Dang. Okay. Well, let's see. Florida State schedule. now oh there we go oh man so no no okay so let me change my let me i pre i predict the florida loss i'm not gonna lie i think i think state will lose to the gators something about it something about it to me I feel as though state will lose to the Gators. I'm not sure they're not losing to North Alabama. Okay, this is that's just not gonna happen. That's it. They could they could lose. Miami had had a good run, but I swear after they lost that first game, the players just never got back to it. Like they just they were just so they seemed they seemed like like a wind was pulled out of them. If you get what I mean. Um, like they recently lost to NC State. I know they lost the, which game, which other game? They lost to Georgia. Where else did they lose? How are these six and three? Oh, and to UNC. Yeah. So, but they're still a really good team. They just, you know, start, like one game they lost by three. The other game they legitimately, they lost to Georgia Tech because coach didn't, call for a kneel. um NC State they got worked but realistically you're talking about two games where they kept up with pretty good offenses I think I think an upset is in the books I'm not gonna lie I think an upset is in the books and because I don't think they're ranked because Miami is in ranked I think they I think I tr- I just see I something is telling me that the Knowles will lose to the gate to um either Miami or the Gators or both. You never know. Um Yeah, and I think Washington will fin- I think Michael Penix is playing out of his mind. So I think Washington will take it. Um just to go down the list, let's see some good contenders. Uh Utah, is pretty good, but they already have two losses. Tennessee has two losses. Everyone else pretty much has two losses. Um, Tulane, Tulane looks good. They're eight and one. Notre Dame had two losses and then they got a third and they're done. Uh, James Madison is a great story. James Madison is banned from bowl games. Uh, and they might go undefeated this season, at least in the regular season. But they're under. They last season, I think they had a pretty good one too. I think they only lost maybe. I don't know. They, but they were, they were in, they had a winning record for sure. And, you know, they see nine, nine and oh, right now, nine and oh. Obviously, they're in the Sun Belt. And, you know, I think their next game is against UConn. And UConn is just a terrible football school. Well, they aren't a football school. They're a basketball school, but they have a terrible football program. So, uh, I can only imagine, I can only imagine that they'll win that game. And we're talking about a 10 and oh team. Liberty, Liberty U, Liberty U also 20. They're ranked 25th, but they're undefeated. Again, they don't really play much. And CUSA is probably the weakest, sadly, the weakest conference. Let's look at CUSA. Liberty, Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, Western Kentucky U, LA Tech, Louisiana Tech, Uh, UTEP, Middle Tennessee, Florida International, Sam Houston. Sam Houston just uh, recently um, went up to the FBS so, they're not that good. Jacksonville State, the same. But, Jacksonville State is also actually pretty good this season. But, like I said, they're not playing great teams. Uh, I think that's also why Tulane is getting the short end of the stick. Because they have, you know, Tulsa, Florida Atlantic, UTSA. They beat Memphis. I think their biggest game, oh Miss, they lost by 17 And they won a Cotton Bowl last year, (laughs) but you know what I mean, like like. And the voters will always, you know, give teams that aren't in either. If you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC, or I'm trying to see who else gets a minute, or um. I won't say AAC because I don't believe that, but I think if you aren't like Clemson, if you aren't Clemson, if you aren't Florida State, yeah, if you aren't Clemson or Florida State or in the Big Ten or SEC, you do not get the benefit of the doubt. Even the Pac-12 and the Big 12 have not been given the benefit of the doubt. And as much as it pains me to say, I'm pretty sure the Texas is going to take the Big 12, which is, like, the most sad. Actually, a fallout, just right quick, Kansas State could have won that, that at least gone another uh, round of overtime if they just kicked the field goal. But I digress. Let me just so- uh, weep in my sorrows and everything. But that has been, you know, college, I'm just wanting to get, like, a little overview on college football playoffs. I don't want to ramble too much. This has been uh, the Let's Do Sports uh, top five roundup. This has been a, a fun little thing. I I don't think I'm gonna stay with this iteration, but I am intrigued in doing something uh, live or something like that, like a live stream type thing, maybe where I can may- not show the game. That's like copyright, but like maybe I can watch the game and like commentate over. What I'm watching or something like that. Uh, I would like to keep doing this um, just like in a different format because I don't know how great this format is, at least for me who likes to kind of ramble or something. Maybe I'll do like a longer form one, which still some structure, but like longer form, if you get what I mean. So uh, uh this has been the Let's Do Sports Top 5 Roundup. I am JJ Rivera. I hope you have had a great time. In these past 10 weeks, my one listener, he knows who he is. And myself, and I think my mom, not my mom, actually my, not my mom, my sister, my sister. Um, thank you, uh, for watching it and not leaving dislikes or whatever or giving me like a zero star. Um, like I said, I don't really do stuff like this. So, uh, I appreciate it and, uh, see you guys when I see you.